after having no shoes on for such a long time, now putting them back on is even worse. You're going to have to wear them around the house like a few days before. You know, like the Queen did with the crown. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky, you've never done drag before, have you? No. No. <laughs> but I can imagine you go, one of you, oh, like opening the door to the Amazon man with like sparkly heels and a hoodie on. You know what I mean? <laughs> I had to answer the um, door with my makeup on to the Amazon man today. And in Brighton's probably the only place they wouldn't batter an eyelid. It just yeah. <laughs> he looked a bit shocked, I must say. Did he? So I opened the door with just my makeup on. I said, don't worry, I'm filming. And he kind of looked at me and I said, filming for a, a show that I'm doing. I was like, oh, I'm just digging myself in. <laughs> And I'm Ricky, and welcome to Fierce Slay Talk, a decamp podcast where we'll be catching up with some familiar faces from the drag world and beyond, whilst delving deeper into the obstacles life has thrown at them in the journey of becoming fabulous. So shall we begin? Drag with no name is the master, the mistress, the queen of the parody and humour. And it's no wonder she's been keeping crowds entertained for years. I mean, I hope she's not upset that I've said it's been quite that long, but it has been. Uh, and I would like to welcome you now, Drag with no name, to Fierce Later. Here she is. <laughs> How are you doing? Really good. How the hell are you? How is uh, your how is 2020 treated you? Well, same as everyone else. It's been a bit rubbish. Am I allowed to swear on this place or not? Yes. Oh, hell, it's been shit. Are, <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's, it's it's what it is, isn't it? We just got to get over it and get on with it and carry on and just just do what we do anyway. Try and keep people happy. Absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly. Quite right. Did you get to remain creative quite a lot um, over the over this period as well? Yeah, Ricky, does that mean you haven't seen any of my shows? Well, I've seen some of it, but for the benefit of the people. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, yes. I, well, I've, I've seen it on the Friday night thing at Facebook and Delilah and everything like that. But obviously, for, for, for the benefit of those that don't know, what have you been up to? I've been, as most drag queens have been, or artists have been performing from my living room. Um, Marvellous. It's, it's been a splendour. <laughs> We've done about 25 shows. I was working out yesterday. It's been 25. I know it's not a lot, but it, it's, I've put so much effort into it. It's been extreme. So, um, yeah, it's been really good fun and I've had such a ball. But I will be glad when we're back to the pubs for normality at some point next year, <laughs> please. Definitely. Yeah. Well, you gathered quite a following doing that anyway on the on the Facebook for that show. Yeah. Um, and Delilah has as well. Oh, do, yeah, do we I have mean, to mention her? <laughs> well, yeah, we'll talk about her in a bit. <laughs> uh, Delilah actually is almost a, a cult following of her own, isn't she yeah. now? Did you say cult? <laughs> Just checking, Davina. <laughs> so you are Brighton-based, aren't you? I am indeed, yes. With all the other homosexuals that live in the UK, apart from Manchester, of course. <laughs> I always say that Brighton is the place where all the London gays go to retire and die. <laughs> You're not far wrong. No, we have a, a whole selection of different people down here. It's um, it's, I've course. been here for 25 years. 
25 years yeah. in Brighton. Yeah. My goodness. Happy so years where as are well. You, where are you from? Oh, that's actually good because most of the places I've lived, I've, I could have quite happily lived elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> what was it, Davina? Was it money? Why didn't you move on? What was it? I don't know, really. I'm not entirely sure why we didn't move. And actually, once we've moved to Manchester, uh, Paul was like, why didn't we move? Why did we live where we were living? <laughs> I love Stoke's Manchester. It's a wonderful place, just not not for me. Um, so where are you from originally? Because you're not from Brighton originally. Uh, I don't normally admit this, but not that there's anything wrong with it as such, but I'm from Essex. <laughs> oh, she's an Essex queen. Essex, I'm an Essex. I am. It's um, but yeah, I've kind of. But after 25 years, I've kind of lost me little accent. My oh, how's it going? All that. It's all. But kind I have of just... seen you in some white stillies in the past. I'm <laughs> almost certain of this. That's on OnlyFans. <laughs> you know that you shouldn't be mentioning things like this, Davina. <laughs> so you heard it here. If you would like to follow uh, Track With No Name on OnlyFans, <laughs> there is material available. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it like growing up in Essex? How would you imagine it growing up in Essex? In a sentence, what would you think it would be like? I mean, I don't know because my brother lives in Essex, actually. And, oh, really? And where he lives, it's very leafy and green and, and lovely. Uh, where does he live well I think in the middle of nowhere really Uh, but you know he lives in a nice bit so I I think it must be like a lot of other places where there are nice parts and then there are some not so nice parts so where would how would you describe where it was that you were you were uh, emerging from but the thing is that people still know me from school and stuff and then they know I'm going to be speaking about the place I live it was it was (laughs) it was my childhood and um I left when I was 18 when I found out I was homosexual um (laughs) so it was it was it was a happy childhood as well I don't want to make that sound really rubbish but it, it really was so it gave what it did at the time that I needed it but obviously I required a lot more and that's why I came to Brighton well, that's great. I'm glad that you had a, a good childhood. That's not yes. always the experience for drag artists. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why they're so affected, some of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks. Thanks <laughs> so you decided not to go for London then? You thought, you thought you'd overshoot and go, go for Brighton? Yeah, London was never in my kind of... It was never in my vision because it was just... Uh, I met no. a guy... I, never, I, I knew I was gay, but I met the first guy I ever met that was gay himself. And we kind of just had this um, r- wild romance, I suppose, if you can call it in Essex. And he lived down here, was at university. So I just followed him okay. and just up and... Oh, perfect. Yeah, and it just worked out. Well, it didn't work out because we split up seven years later. But <laughs> at the time... For it was a while. Fun. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> it was good. But it's, 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 it's fabulous. Have you been to Brighton, Ricky? I have, I have, yes. So when I was living in... Um... Uh, or near Gatwick and in London, then it would always be uh, nights out in Brighton, in like Revenge and places like that. Oh. You know, first train, first train back of the morning. You know the drill. <laughs> I really miss Brighton Pride. It, it's amazing. You know, I mean, Brighton Pride yeah. is. I mean, I know obviously Davina, you have a, a big love for Manchester, and it has got an amazing pride. But there's just something about Brighton. I don't know what it is. Yeah. 
Um, I know it's on Definitely. a bigger, bigger scale, but it's not even just that. It's just something that it just all clicks. It, it just works, and it's it's just so much yeah. fun, and it, it gets the message across as well, um, which is the yeah. main point behind the parades. At the end which of the sometimes day. I think is a a bit missing in Manchester, honestly. Controversial. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, controversial. Yes, of course. I do. I think. I think sometimes that's missing in Manchester because it has become so commercialised and it's stepped away so much from actually what Pride is about. Yeah. Um, I think uh, that that is missing. You know, there needs to be more of of what Pride is really about made on the main stage and what's now the festival part of it. Um, even if it's just having somebody talk about it, you know, we're all here because yeah. of this. That would be a great idea, I think. But you're a big ambassador for <laughs> all of that, aren't you? You're you're very much spoken out yeah. and speak out about all those kind of things. So maybe that's a little thing for you, for especially because it's kind of a reset this year, isn't it? In the in the sense of everything. So maybe yeah. that could be something amongst every everything you're doing in your life, Davina. You could get out there and yeah, be well, that you person. Know, I- I'm here, Manchester Pride. You could have used me before. It'd be like that speaker's corner thing at wherever it is, Hyde Park, but in like, Yeah, you know... exactly. Give me a soapbox and get out of my fucking way. <laughs> Especially if they snub you for the main stage, babe. You know? Bastards. You have to have something oh. to do. <laughs> I'm sure they won't. So... Uh, had you always wanted to be a performer? Was that something that, like, as a kid was going to be a thing for you? Or was that something that you sort of stumbled along later in life? Because that's one of the things that I find, like, most interesting about all drag queens is their journey into drag is so different. So how did you, like, decide that was where you were going to go? Yeah, mine was quite kind of like a, a, a bit, not a boring story as such, but I, I moved to Brighton, as I said, and then I, I worked in a pub two weeks later um if i hadn't got that job then i would have been back to um back to brighton but got the job in the bar as a barman then i became assistant manager then i became manager um and i just watched the craft i watched the drag queens at that time which for for me was oh god there was hundreds but lots that probably wouldn't be still around now apart from dave lynn Maisie trillette it, it was it was just it was a different scene then as well but i watched them and i left my job because i lost my brother he got killed um, and I left my job because of that, because I just needed to get out and do something else. And I thought, what can I do? And I thought, I've been watching for like, I've been watching all these people for six and a half, seven years, and maybe I could do that as well. And um, did it. And I thought it would just be one night, but 20 years later, she's still here. <laughs> Crazy. <sighs> I think some of that, though, is some of that is because of the amount of work that you put in. Like, you're not a. You you're not one who will sing the same thing for ten years. Wear like, a red dress and a sil- silver dress and red wig. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Fuck you, you bitch. <laughs> you know I love you. Uh, I do work. I work hard. It's 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 what it's but it's, it's what we're paid for, isn't it? It's what it's what we're doing, and it's it's not just your reputation, but you want to make people smile. And I I know I've been there before, probably because that was the part of it in the bars, and you see people. And you you get involved with that audience before I started doing the drag, and you say and you hear them, and they say, "Oh, he's singing that song again this week." Come on, and they go to the bar. So I've seen all that. I've seen both sides. So I suppose that's subconsciously in the back of my mind that you've got to keep it fresh. You've got Something to keep going. Something new. What's yeah. What's the next thing coming? Absolutely. I get bored. And that was because we used to have you, you know, quite regularly in in Stoke. Yeah. Um, at, at the old factory. <laughs> And and that was one of the things, you know, whereas some of the other acts would bring 
a very similar show to what they'd done before. <laughs> Yours was always different. You know, there You're was very never... very diplomatic there. <laughs> Same old shite. Money for old jokes. Thank you very much. <laughs> there we go. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Yours was always different. There was always something new happening. And, uh, and it was always very much of what's going on in popular culture at that moment as well, you know. So depending on who was in the magazines and the newspapers making a fool of themselves at that particular point, you would be doing something about that, um, which was one of the things that made made having you in a venue uh, so exciting because you knew that there was going to be something different and everybody was going to get, oh, I know what this is about. I know this story. Oh, my God, she's talking about this. You know, so there was there was always that element of what was going to happen in your shows when we would book you at the factory. Someone always said to me years ago um, that with respect to um, when you're performing that familiar, I can't even say the word familiarity. Familiarity. There we go. Familiarity. Um, <laughs> they said that, that that's what is the, the a big part of what people love. So if they're familiar with a character or someone that's in the news or something that's happened, then you've you've already kind of you've got somewhere already before you've even performed because they'll know about it and they'll expect yeah. something. Yeah. So um yeah, it's always stuck with me. Very much so. I've literally just gone. That's my sort of rule as well for a, a, a rewrite. It has to be something that people know. There's no point rewriting, you know, some niche track from 1982 that only four people have actually listened to because nobody is too much information for people to take in whereas if they already know the tune yeah as long as you frame it properly then they're like oh my god this is so funny i would never have thought of this you know um and and that's exactly what that's exactly what you bring each time which is just why it makes it so much fun to watch what's going on thank you dear Oh, I see. I'm gutted. I've never seen you live now. So this is not, not something <gasps> else for 2021. Never. So that'll be exciting. No, I know. Sacrilege. Never. Only Sacrilege. On when I've been doing my research and on the Facebook shows that have been uh, through last year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is exciting. crazy. So, I know. We have to know though. Why drag with no name? Oh, see, it's what I went back to. What I said earlier. I was supposed to only do it for one night, and I literally got myself all prepared. And got out there on the stage, and I l- l- seconds before I went out, I said, "Shit, I haven't got a name." And so I was being is, introduced. Yeah. I went out, and I got on stage, and I went, "Hi, everyone. I am the drag with no name," and that was it. Right, and perfect. Stuck. So it's not like if it's good enough for Prince, then it's good enough for me, sort of thing. <laughs> I have actually thought about that in the past, <laughs> being the artist formerly known as a drag with no name. But it's a, exactly, it's a yeah, bit yeah. of a mouthful. <laughs> but I've been told that before. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds great. Definitely. <laughs> Who's your favourite drag queen, Ricky? Oh, do you know? I really like. Oh, this might be. I don't know whether you'll like this. Lola's, Lola Lasagna. I really like. Okay. For those at home, uh, Scott just gave a very uh, particular nod to the camera. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking for your reaction to being that. Uh, Look, Lola's been around for years and years and years and years, and she's um, she's well crafted. Um, It's yeah, it's absolutely. I love Lola. A very popular queen on the circuit, and he he deserves his his love that he gets because he's he's been. As you just said earlier, you've got to be doing something right to be able to keep going for that length of time. So sure. yeah. um, that's what that's what she's done. 
Absolutely. And one of my favourite memories, actually, of Lola's show is standing next to you in The Two Brewers and you finishing her jokes before she did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I actually love that. (laughs) Probably why she's never phoned me for about 25 years. That's probably what it is. (laughs) But but yeah, there's loads. And we're spoilt for choice nowadays, of course. So there's so many great offerings and so much much stuff out there to take. So we know who's Ricky's favourite drag queen now, his favourite act, which I'm fucking furious about because obviously we do a podcast together <laughs> well i think you kind of bitch. go without saying sacked p45 <laughs> you cow um so who's yours you must have seen you know because you like you said you were working in in the bar trade before so we're talking what 30 years in the yep. pub, pub yep. industry well, it was 25 years, literally, as I came to Brighton. So You must have yeah. seen all kinds of amazing people through the through the, the decades. So who has been like the standout acts for you? There's always the, the thing is, when you speak about... Well, no, it sounds awful because people will still know them, but they're, they are... They're, a couple of them are from the kind of part... And some of them only did, like, London, for example. Um, my, my love of my life is Dave Lynn um, because he supported me from... The offset, he supports everybody um, and just gives so much encouragement and love to no matter who you are, where you are, where you come from, what you're doing. Um, he, he just nurtures you. And he did that right from the very beginning. Then he gave me my first ever dress when I got out on stage and I still Aww. got it. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm stick it in a museum like Kylie Minogue does with a... <laughs> That's amazing. Do it. That's really amazing. Dame Edna Experience, who is Dame just Edna, stunning. oh, bless. Yeah. Yeah. Dave Lynn, of course, the only time I've ever seen him was in that movie. He appeared as a little cameo, didn't he, in uh, Beautiful Thing. Indeed. And, and Coronation Street. And oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah. Loads of stuff in he's been in. that movie. The, one, the movie that changed hundreds of people's lives. The other one was uh, Sher Travesty, which people don't... Because, um, he again, unfortunately, he passed away quite a few years ago. But he it was more to do with the same as Dame Edna. They're impersonators. They're kind of character-based. And that's my inspiration. That's where it all came from. And these days, well, Davina Campo... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mary <laughs> Mack. There's so many out there. Again, and, and Lola and, and people like that. There's just respect for anybody that gets up there on stage and does what we do, yeah. especially at this moment in time. Um, just hats off and wigs off to all of us. Yeah. I mean, there, there's been, there are some amazing ones. There must have also been some absolute shite. So who's the worst drag queen you've ever seen? <laughs> I actually don't have one. None. I honestly, there's no gossip there at all. And that's not me being righteous. I just do not have one. I don't, there's not one that I dislike I mean, I get bored of some of them. Okay. Yeah, which is fair. You know, that that is a thing. It um, is a thing. And it sounds awful to say it because then it's not me encouraging people. But I can just... Go, it's the same as watching anything on TV. I get bored of things. It's just... It's well, the same thing. I, it can be encouraging if you tell them that. If you say, <laughs> darling, I've been seeing these same songs and jokes for 15 years. Maybe yep. something new. Let's try something new. And we go back to the fact that's why me and Lola don't speak. So, uh, next question. <laughs> I'm joking. We will have to get Lola onto this podcast for a right of reply. We will. I would like to have, have a chat with her, definitely. 
I know the worst that I've ever seen. It was in Birmingham. Are you allowed to say? Okay, cool. I don't know her name. That's the thing. So I can't tell you her name, but I can tell you the event. (laughs) So my husband and I went to Glamorous in Birmingham, which then shut down. It was also not glamorous in the slightest. <laughs> like, I remember glamorous. Guys, what the hell? You should have been done by trading standards. Um, <laughs> I was served warm lemonade in a glass that wasn't washed. And the floorboard, the floor was literal floorboards. Uh, the DJ box, the drag queen, she didn't have any tights on. And she'd done like that tucking that wasn't really tucking. So she just pulled everything back. So she got into the DJ box. She sort of, like, she had to go up some steps. So she bent over into the steps. It looked like she'd taken a big shit in her knickers because her dick was in the back. But it wasn't. It was just her cock. Uh, But it looked enormous. She had fabulous legs. She wasn't the terrible one. It was like a first-timer's night. (laughs) <laughs> oh, <laughs> like an was, open mic night for drag it was it was horrendous it wasn't even like so bad it was good you know where you're like oh this is so bad I love Hard it it was just like everything in here is terrible we need to leave <laughs> <laughs> I just remember her doing bag it up um, in a, a cat suit and uh, she didn't have any no tits in. The wig didn't look like it had even seen a brush. Never mind, had one used in it. And her makeup looked like she'd literally rubbed her face in her makeup bag. Oh, and, and, so that's Belinda in Manchester. Ah! <laughs> oh, bless Belinda. <laughs> I love her too. <laughs> Hello, love. Okay, okay, okay. Shabba. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> There's a situation you can deal with, Davina. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think, um, if if anybody, Dawn, uh, that you've been influenced most visually in your in your looks? Oh God, well, no, because I've still after 20 years, I've still got bad makeup, but I've just get away with it. I'm not a glamorous <laughs> drag queen. <laughs> well, that's the joy of British drag. Is you yeah, don't have to be that. Bit that more is humor. not as. That's not a prerequisite to being an entertain, you know, a drag queen. That is not a prerequisite. Otherwise, no. you know, I still wouldn't look like I'd been dug up after three. <laughs> you weeks know of how being amazing dead. you look, and that was the thing as well. And it was—I mean, you had it before, but when when RuPaul came along, there was a great deal of uh, of different drag queens. All the drag queens were looking in that mirror and staring, going, "Oh Christ, I've got to do something." Um, and it, you know, and there's a certain smarting up that I've done over the, the last few years, but yeah, I'm certainly not um, to the extent that you are, and looking like a real lady. I, mean, I wouldn't <laughs> say if any ladies actually look like this, they need to go to therapy, don't they? <laughs> We're going back to Essex again, aren't we? <laughs> if you wake up looking like this, you've done it wrong, kid. <laughs> That's one of the things that I really actually enjoy about the the queens who have been kind of on the circuit for the length of time that, you know, you've been doing it, is that actually it is about what you're putting on stage rather than about what you're putting on your face. That's an element of it. But I always talk about it like that's the wrapping, you know, so it's your Christmas present, but that's oh, right, the yeah. wrapping. And actually what you're putting on stage is the gift. That's the that's the meat and bones of what what is actually a makes a drag queen rather than just a, a nice fucking face and a bit of makeup 
That's a good like, way to put it. That's not that's not particularly with UK drag that's not what it's about it's about entertaining a crowd and making them think or making them feel or making them forget even that you know the world is as it is um which Very much i so. mean talking about that uh how how have you found not being able to relax because you are a very physical performer like you are one of those who will climb on people and like the last thing that I uh, saw and I was like that was just joyous was uh, Margate there's this little bar that we all do called Sundowners (laughs) which is run by this person we all call the devil because um, (laughs) you are in purgatory for like the next three days after you've done a show Uh, who is it's this true. Duncan. A lovely Duncan. <laughs> Duncan. He talked like that. Give it up for Davina to cat. <laughs> 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 That's a So he's hilarious. But you were, they were having outdoor performances, weren't they? And you are out there. And I, were you singing, I feel like you were singing Kylie. Or you just done Kylie. And then you run down the stairs. And you accost this man in the street. And people are, like, live streaming this. Sing it with the microphone and everything. And then you and this guy just start dancing randomly on the pier. <laughs> yeah. But I love people. I, lo- I love the whole thing. I've just always been with people in, in the pubs and in the bars, talking at the bar and, and talking after the shows. It's just it's part of what we do. I don't want to yeah. go to my job yeah. and just do my job and then leave and that's it. Unfortunately, sometimes we have to because it's so late at night. But majority of the time, I, yeah, that's what yeah. we love. In it. Get involved. And the community <laughs> and everything, yeah. Um, if you weren't a drag queen, if you weren't a drag queen, what else would you be? Oh. Well, like you were talking earlier anything. about... You were saying about the the guy with the bad dress on that was tucking under and goes back and looks like a poo. Um, I think the <laughs> majority of us drag queens have got massive knobs. So I'd probably go on... Sorry, Sorry to let do you all down. porn or yeah. something. <laughs> What do you think? You'd be doing porn because you have been working on that body. We're all looking. You have been working on that body. These last couple of years, you have been beating that body. Wine has been working on this body the last seven months. Um, Wine and food. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I do. But you're saying that I'm actually finishing next year. Okay. Like for good, for definite. Yeah, I the whole COVID thing kind of just got me to a, a a situation where I we both looked, me and my boyfriend looked at each other and said, "It's time to move on." We we didn't think there was anything else apart from this because we were traveling all around the country mm. for day in day out for the like the last nineteen years, and um, I always said that I would give up on my twentieth year. Never thought I would, um, but it just feels right. It just feels kind of go out on a high everyone still still enjoys what i do and just try and do something different i did it before let's do it again it's yeah. exciting perfect oh that sounds exciting yeah definitely i can't wait to see what you do i mean i'm sad i'm sad about this that's upset me because you're like you're a multi-award winner in our industry um so if you were gonna pick one of those awards <laughs> that like means the most which is that you know because like i have stuff that i've done oh it's these badges again <laughs> yeah, exactly. Woo! i won a pin badge <laughs> right now then now then 
Yeah, exactly. Woo! Thanks so much. I'm so happy right now. If it would be, if it was going to be an award, it would have to be my very first golden handbag, which is uh, an awards show in Brighton. Um, yeah, and that's that was, a big deal. God, 15 years ago, 14 years ago. Um, but yeah, I'd worked for about five, six years, not won one, and then eventually got it. And this is like a joint effort because it's me and my boyfriend. I never realised how much he gives me into this because he's although he doesn't do anything writing singing he and he probably just looks like he just drives me and and packs up for me it's that having him there and looking at him and trying things out and looking for his reaction looking for his support when the audience aren't listening or they're all pissed and chucking drink everywhere and i look to him and i just need that glance to know yeah it's okay keep going um so yeah it's a joint effort thing so when i won that um, he cried, I cried. It was just a lovely little moment. Yeah, that's Aww. amazing, though. That's, that's adorable. That's, and I'm, I have no idea how it took 15 years for you to win a freaking golden handbag. That's insane. <laughs> well, no, it took five years, uh, but it's, it was about 15 oh, years ago. Yeah. Okay, five. Five years. Five years, <laughs> 15. Shit. Oh, my God. Don't undersell me, please. In the sin bin. So... Like, I I totally understand what you're talking about, like, just having that person there, and it's that bouncing ideas off them. Um, unfortunately, Paul has zero <laughs> sense of humour and hates music. So uh, that's, a, that's a trial uh, for me, to be honest, which is why sometimes when I do stuff, it's just total shit. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> No, it's not shit. He doesn't like music, what, like, at no, all? No, he doesn't, he doesn't own a CD. <gasps> I don't anymore, though. He's 50 this year and has <laughs> has never owned a CD. Ricky, he's I never don't anymore. He's never gone and bought any music. He doesn't, he's not had anything off iTunes ever. Like, he doesn't even own my music. That's a supportive husband right there. <laughs> oh, I need to have... Oh, don't worry. That's like my family. They've never listened to my radio show. They've never heard it. They're always like, oh, is it going well then? I'm like, yeah, have you heard it? They're like, nah. <laughs> Thanks. Honestly, everyone's fa- everyone's immediate family that you expect to be supportive. Yeah. All the same. Honestly. You're saying that you're, you're stopping drag. Now, I know that you have uh, released some music this year and it has done actually very well. Where did you get it? You got into the iTunes chart, didn't you? I got into, well, it sounds so fabulous, but it wasn't really. I got into number 36 in the iTunes charts. Um, That is pretty goddamn amazing. Yeah, but then it dropped like, straight back out fabulous. the next day. Yeah, but of course, that's what happens. <laughs> you don't tell anybody that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, I think my first track of Drag Race, I got to 58 or 65. I didn't, I didn't get anywhere near 30. So, like... That is an amazing achievement without yeah, having definitely. had the weight of a TV show to kind of propel you into something. It yeah. was during lockdown and it was an amazing thing. It was just a very happy couple of days. Didn't expect anything at all, anything. I just wanted to release a song and get out to people that enjoy what I do. And then it just, yeah, it was like, what the hell is going on here? Um, but yeah, and the response online was massive as well. People were really, really, really go- like loving it. It's, I, I'm really, 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 if I, I was, um, someone asked me the other day, um, it's probably the proudest thing I've ever done in, in all the time I've done anything because I wrote, composed it, edited it, recorded it, done every single thing, released it all on my own. Um, and although it doesn't sound, you know, a complete professional thing, it was as close as I could possibly get it. 
Um, and it, I was just so, and it was it was all to do with lockdown. So it was a song for lockdown, and it will always be there for you know when we look back a few years ago. Mm. Oh, and lots of people have heard it and said thank you. They've cried and stuff, and it's got me through it. It's, it's lifted me up. Um, so what what more can you ask? It's um yeah, very very happy with it. Have you heard it, Ricky? I haven't. No, I haven't heard it. No, I need to. I need to. Obviously. Honestly. So you've got to watch me live. You've got to look at my record, and you've got to find my OnlyFans now, Ricky. <laughs> I know. Oh, I found the only fans. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first part of call. That's why my camera battery died. <laughs> Is that why Connor's not on camera now? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. Um, so earlier we said, um, we uh, mentioned that you introduced your boyfriend to drag. So we've got Delilah and he's been hogging the limelight. <laughs> so how are you going to decide like who's the queen and who's the sidekick out of this? <laughs> I am the sidekick now it's as simple as that he has taken over um, I created a monster I have no idea why anybody likes what he's doing what he looks like I mean he looks an absolute mess um, he can't sing he can't dance he pulls plugs out at the wrong times he pushes <laughs> buttons he shouldn't fucking push uh, yes he's just a, a monstrosity but I love him <laughs> and, do you, and do you know what, Scott? You now you now owe him driving him around the country for nineteen to twenty years, doing drag. If he wants to do it now, no. <laughs> <laughs> it would be, and I know for a fact. And if he was here now, it is the last thing he'd want to do anyway. He's um, he's one of the shyest so people you've oh. ever met in your entire life and but i have no idea why he's doing it but he's just having do you know the amount of love that's come forth because he's always that like you were speaking earlier davina he's just that shadow kind of thing in the background and we get all the limelight we don't intend to it's just the way it happens um but now to see all the love that's come forth for him is just um incredible yeah i love it i love it but hate it at the oh, same bless. time <laughs> yeah it was it was it was funny to see yeah with all the feedback <laughs> and stuff on it um is it also i just wanted to know is it true that you crowd surf yes don't we all Constant. Uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no i always kind of think I'm, I'm, I'm sure they did it years ago i've never seen a crowd surfing drag queen and it was just something and i'm sure they've done it i'm sure it's been done many times over the years but it was again it's probably about 14 15 years ago it was at bristol pride i think it was the first one oh, um, okay. and i i just had this thing just to chuck and obviously back then we didn't have so much health and safety in place wow. And mm-hmm. I could just jump on people and squash lesbians and stuff. It was just a, a just a fun thing it to does do. Sound and they, like fun. They yeah. erupted, um, and it's, oh, yeah. I mean, it's just. It's I just, just worry fun. where people are putting their hands when they're catching me. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is just what it would be for me. Oh no, I'm not worrying about that at all. <laughs> <laughs> to me, doesn't care. Like, More hands, the it. better. Put them anywhere <laughs> you like, darling. I swear to God, I have on one occasion had my knickers pulled and someone stuck a finger up my bottom. Attempted to, <laughs> attempted to, but um, obviously because I got my tights on, it just rebounded. But they went for it, and I've actually got pictures of that actually happening. So, um, <gasps> oh yeah, they God. go for everything. Oh my goodness! Wow. And it really is a thing with you as well. It's like a signature move. If there are nice. enough people, it's going to happen, isn't it? Like <laughs> we know that that's coming. Yes, <laughs> it's fun. Life's for living. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> What's what's coming up in the future for Drag With No Name? What are the things that we should look out for? 
Oh. Is there going to be a farewell tour like Cher? Is it going to be 20 years long? <laughs> See, that's the, that, that's the way I phrased it as well, because I don't know if I, when I finish this, whether or not it's going to be the best decision in the world. So I've kind of left it that I'm going to be working next year, whatever comes our way for whatever, because this is still not finished yet, this dreadful bloody thing. Um, so I, I'm planning towards like November time of next year to do a big show somewhere in a theatre, hopefully down here in Brighton. Um, and get it all together and do something that's just my show but bigger and a bit more extravaganza but not too much because I'm on a budget um, and then just go with whatever and if after a year two years three years I think it's not for me then I come back or I do something different and I think the performance in me so I can't get rid of that so there'll be something there in that but just drag with no name it's just time to kind of say thank you goodbye my feet hurt as well yeah I mean, oh, and after, really? after having no shoes on for such a long time, now putting oh. them back on is even worse. Yes. Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Because your feet have literally got used to it into, into that shape, haven't you, of your high yeah. heels. And then you've like had time to, sp- not that my feet look like that, but you've had time for your feet to <laughs> spread open and now they're all being squedged back in again. It's horrible. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely horrendous. You're going to have to wear them around the house like a few days before. You know, like the Queen did with the crown. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky, you've never done drag before, have you? No. No. <laughs> but I can imagine you go, one of you, oh, like opening the door to the Amazon man with like sparkly heels and a hoodie on, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you should have a look at my Facebook because I just stuck something on earlier. I had to answer the um, door with my makeup on <laughs> to the Amazon man today. And in Brighton's probably the only place they wouldn't batter an eyelid. It just yeah. <laughs> he looked a bit shocked, I must say. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> thing is, I got so awkward and nervous, and I said to him, the first thing I opened, I said, I took my wig off as well. I thought, that's going to make it better, isn't it? So I opened the door <laughs> with just my makeup on. I said, don't worry, I'm filming. And he kind of looked at me, and I said, filming for a, a show that I'm doing. I was like, oh, I'm just digging <laughs> myself here. So get awkward and grab a parcel. Bye. <laughs> More porn. <laughs> so where can we find you then? Where are the places where we can find Drag With No Name? Because this is going to be a key turning point for Drag With No Name this year. So where are the places where we can find you in order to follow you? Uh, Facebook, The Drag With No Name. Drag, uh, YouTube, The Drag With No Name. Um, they're the best bets to go and see me. That's where I send all my videos as well. Um, everything I'm doing, creating for my Friday nights. It's all going on there. Rainbow and versions of Bagpuss and ver- different I, I fucked up a lot of children's TV programs um, and it's been much fun oh fantastic <laughs> I can't wait to see that well we're, we're there we're there we're that's there. sadly that's it for another episode yeah love of my life darling drag with no name thank you so much for chatting with us it's been thank joyous thank you so much it has been very fun thank you so much I've never met Connor. I've never met Ricky, um, but love to you both. But um, much respect to you, Davina, because I've you know how much I love you and what you do. And um, and same to you. I think you're amazing and a little star. And congratulations for everything. I've sent you messages anyway, but everything you've done with respect to RuPaul and the Drag Race and everything since then, you're amazing. You're a little star. So thank you. Love you. Don't make me cry. And you too. Bless. That's so Spend sweet. Spend enough time crying through them fucking weeks on Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> every time what's she doing now oh she's crying again miserable bitch <laughs> well we have come to the end of the episode this has been fierce slay talk 
you can join us on our journey by following us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Talk. And thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us going on. We could talk for hours. And if you enjoyed the show, let your friends know. Go on, spread the word. Be sure to review the podcast as well. Till next time. You want it. You got it. I won't hold back. Come snatch it. Come take it. All yours right off the rack. No wanting. No waiting. You shake me down, you touch it, you taste it, come take me here and now. Try it and buy it, the top of the stack, bag it and snag it, no need to attack. Instant and present, hit go and play back. Right now, right now. Take it and tame it, walk me to the door. Have it and hold it, you only want more. Live it and love it, you've got it, it's yours. Right now, right now.